Support for LAist comes from FX, presenting Shogun. Set in the year 1600, Lord Yoshi Toronaga is fighting for his life as his enemies unite against him. Starring Hiroyuki Sanada, Cosmo Jarvis, and Anna Sawai. Emmy eligible in all drama series categories. LAist Studios. We're in the Santa Monica Mountains right now, in one of my secret spots. (laughs) This is Jess. Jess Starwood. We're going to see if our recent rains prompted anything to pop up. Jess is a professional forager here in Los Angeles. Mushroom hunters are extremely protective of their spots. You get to know how well you stand with your friend by how many spots they share with you. She's taking us deep into the Santa Monica Mountains to some of her secret spots. Oh, what is this? Nightshade berries, and there they are edible. Wow, that tastes so good. Good. You might be surprised by how much of our native environment is edible. People don't think of Southern California as a place of abundant wild food. You know, it's dry, it's a desert, we haven't had rain in nine months. But if you're like Jess and you know where to look, There's something nutritious to eat around every corner. Prickly pear, oak trees, all the different sages, elderberries. I'm Brian De Los Santos, and this is How to LA. Today, we're going foraging. Ow, ow, ow. Am I going to bleed? No. Oh, it's just the stinging, that's it. And Jess is going to cook us up something special with what we find. Forest to table, forest Uh to fork. Eat a taco? Yeah, something like that. Alrighty, y'all. Quick disclaimer. Some of the things we're eating today have deadly lookalikes. Jess is an expert. Don't go eating wild food unless you know exactly what you're doing. We're on a trail. It's green, luscious, mountains everywhere. Some dry grass around us, but we're about to hike for some food. Right now we're walking past all this wild mustard that looks dead, looks like a bunch of sticks, but you know, the whole plant is edible at some point during its life. Ever have a track record that he schedules outings that have inclines or hikes after (laughs) my leg days? And I'm over here on this incline that's like really hitting a stride here. We're not gonna tell you exactly where we're hiking and gathering today. And it's not just so Jess can save it all for herself. In the foraging community, sustainability is the name of the game. Yeah, you know, Anytime we're taking something from the environment, we're having an impact. A little different than going to the store. You can't just take whatever you want. The animals and other creatures depend on all of, all of these foods as well. It's not just us. The practice of gathering and eating wild foods has been a part of life in this area for thousands of years. Today, Jess is looking for ingredients to make us some very special wild food tacos. Acorns to make the tortilla flour, mushrooms for the filling, path through here. Uh, Yeah, it's changed a bit since I was here last. Jess is taking us to a few places along this creek. It's wet, the rocks are everywhere, you don't really know where you're gonna step. But Jess says that there might be oyster mushrooms growing on these willow trees. Oyster mushrooms are gonna be maybe 10 days or so after a good heavy rain. We should be just about in that window right now. Fingers crossed, but never any promises. Let's talk about just foraging for a second. 
on the drive here, I was telling my friend about coming to record this. My friend was like, yeah, I remember when I went to your house and I got those lemons and I'm like, oh yeah, I never used that. <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah, and I also have my maps where like I have trees where, you know, um, avocados or oranges, whatever, spill over and I'm able to grab those things. And I remember when I was a kid in the apartment building we had, there was a, a fig tree. And every so often, my mom's like, go run outside and go eat some figs. Like, leave me alone, you know? And I'm like, okay, I didn't, I didn't know that that was a form of foraging. Yeah, you know, foraging, at least for me, it's more of a mindset. There's a lot of bad connotations on foraging. Is You know, you're just pillaging the land and whatever you can find. But it's actually more a mindset of putting to use what is available, especially with urban foraging. You know, I find it so silly that in Southern California, we buy lemons and citrus at the store when everybody seems to have some sort of citrus in their neighborhood already growing. It's just this different mindset of, you know, food comes from the store instead of the actual land around us. This is mugwort more medicinal than edible. It's extremely bitter. It was actually used for beer back in the day before they used hops. Jess is filled with all kinds of facts and tidbits like this. That's a whole bunch of watercress right there and nettle as well. Those are all edible plants. I've actually been hiking in this area before, but I didn't really realize there were edible things growing for free, like right here on the ground. Yeah, but there's nothing ever free in life, right? You know, we had to walk here. We had to, the effort it takes to find and process and time and energy we're expending to collect it, which is uh, more valuable, your money or your time. Okay, you're, you're giving me a morning ritual here to like think about my and reflect on this. I love it. We're getting deep in the woods now. Down into oyster mushroom habitat. Now's the time to start looking. The ones we're looking for are going to be white or gray colored. There's so much growing in this riverbed. Especially for LA, it's so green. But so far, no mushrooms. Yeah, like this tree, I know there used to always be one here. All right. So this is mushroom hunting in Southern California. <laughs> it's not always perfect. No, it's not. Sorry, y'all. We tried. But don't worry. Jess has a plan B. Oh, he's got to have a backup plan because, you know, it's not like going to the store expecting your favorite brand to be on the shelf. Uh, it's more like working with what you've got. So today there was no fresh mushrooms to collect. Backup plan is we're going to have some nettle with our acorn tortillas. Jess has taken us all the way to the other side of this big mountain, down into a gully where there's some nettle growing in the stream. I think this trail links up That's stinging nettle, by the way. There aren't too many spines on the edges of the leaves, so I'm going to grab them like that. Jess is playing it cool, but let me tell you, that shit hurts. Basically, they inject formic acid into your skin. It's the same chemical that ants use when they bite you. Oh. It will sting for a couple days. Okay, last thing we need is some acorns. We're not going to be eating the ones we gathered here today. They need a lot of processing before they're ready to eat. But we want to help Jess gather her next batch since she's going to hook us up with some grub later. This time of year, I can't pass up good acorns when I see them. Um, these are nice big ones, so 
we're in this like squirrel mode, trying to get the biggest ones so we could get the best bang for our buck. They're everywhere. Just watch out for poison oak. Oh. I tested probably about 10 different species of acorns in Southern California. I would say the clear winner was the California black oak. How bitter are they? I mean, I'm not going to buy into it right now, but like how bad are they? Good. You could try it right now if you want. You want to try one? Okay. Here you go. Can you okay. give that a taste? Just a little bit. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. I've had like, you know, those almonds that have been in storage and forever and they have that tangy taste. Mm-hmm. This is almost similar, but a little bit more tangier. Jess says that I could only have one small bite though because there's some toxic chemicals in there that need to be leached out. Can you give me a, a story and like, how'd you get into all this? My first time I found an oyster mushroom and knew for certain what it was. I knew that if I ate it, I wasn't gonna die. I remember going to bed that night thinking that could be it. That could be the end. <laughs> but here I am, many, many, many mushrooms later. It's, I feel like it's been a lifelong process. As a kid, I loved nature, fascinated with plants and animals. I was outside as much as I possibly could be. Kind of got sidetracked for a while. I had to, you know, go to school and get a real job. But after my first daughter was born, I was pulled back to nature through wanting to eat cleaner, wanting to keep diving deeper into where my food was coming from. Chefs started to find out about me and wanted to collaborate and work together. Foraging for chefs was hard work every single week out and about, trying as hard as I could to collect the amounts that they wanted while also balancing the sustainability aspect and like I don't want to you know have a bad impact on these places. It was cool. I got to work with some really high-end chefs that I absolutely respect but it was started eating at my conscience quite a bit like it's not sustainable to feed massive amounts of people who aren't doing the work themselves. After the pandemic Jess decided to stop selling forage goodies to restaurants. Instead, she started teaching. That's where change happens, you know, helping people understand where food comes from, seeing value in what's around us. There's kind of this aha moment of like, whoa, I just saw where that grows and I saw how to collect it and how how to prepare it and we're eating it and it's all comes full circle. You know, forager's mindset, the abundance is everywhere. So this is the acorn tortilla. I'm going to cook up the nettle first. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I feel it now. Now oh, you're feeling it. Oh, yeah. Now you're feeling it. Now I'm feeling it. I. Damn. And this is what you do when you cook this, girl? Uh, you can use gloves if you want, but don't have gloves at the moment, so. Am I going to bleed? No. Ow, 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 ow. Don't worry, though. They don't sting once they're ready to eat. Mmm. This is pretty good. I was expecting it to be, like, not soft. Mm. But it's melty. The nettle, I mean, it tastes like a green, but not like a weird, like, what it looks like on the, in the wild, you know? This is my first time getting gathered food in the wild and then coming back and having a meal. I've not eaten from an oak tree before, and I definitely have not had a, como se llama? Uh, acorn tortilla. <laughs> That's delicious, by the way. 
You know, it was, it was funny because I was telling my friends, I'm like, oh, we're going to go find food. It sounds kind of like, you know, out there, right? And then my friend's like, no, I forage my food, Brian. You see me do it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just connect the pieces, right? Connect the thoughts. And it's, it's, I think it's a beautiful way to connect with nature, but it's also a beautiful way to understand a little bit more of yourself. Like, just understanding that the acid from this plant, is, it stings a little, but in the end you have a nutritious meal, right? So it's like not being afraid to dare and live a little and do something different. Alrighty, y'all. That's it for today. The park ranger's coming along, so we gotta pack up all this food and bounce. I'll catch y'all later. How to LA is produced by Evan Jacoby, Megan Botel, and Victoria Alejandro. Erica Washington writes our newsletter. Chris Farias is our social media producer. Our intern is Olive Bieni. Our engineer is Hasmik Pagosian. Megan Larson is our executive producer. And I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. If you like this episode and want to hear more, leave us a review. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. It's free and it helps our new listeners discover the show. See y'all next week. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. Support for LAist comes from Apple TV Plus, presenting Lessons in Chemistry, starring Academy Award winner Brie Larson as scientist Elizabeth Zott. Lessons in Chemistry is focused on a chemist who can't seem to quite make it through the political game and the misogyny that's happening in the world of science in the 50s. And as she's making her way through trying to make this great discovery about abiogenesis, about the origin of life, life happens to her. She experiences love and loss and an unexpected pregnancy. And all of these things move her into this direction of starting this TV show called Separate Six, where she becomes famous for something that she never thought would she would be famous for, which is cooking. And that's because she has this unique perspective on it where she's able to take all of the things that she loves about science and apply it to cooking. When you're thinking about lessons in chemistry, it's a play on so many different things. Yes, it's about science and chemistry, but it's also about that inexplicable connection of chemistry you can have when you're falling in love, the chemicals inside of our bodies and the chemistry that makes us up and makes life happen. And it's also about the way that life can surprise you, the way that you can't always predict and plan out. Elizabeth has to make real choices in terms of how her voice and how these things will affect her community, how it'll affect the crew and their pay. In this case, we're telling a story about a woman. And so for me, it relieves the pressure when there's a lot of women in the room because then it's not just up to me to decide what female representation is in this case. There's so many examples on screen, but then you also have it behind the camera as well. So whether it's props or production design or costumes, you're getting that experience in every layer of it. So it was very important to us that you were seeing various representations of what it is to be a woman, to advocate for yourself, to to rise and fall. Asia Naomi King stars as Elizabeth's neighbor, Harriet Sloan. She's a phenomenal woman. I am so inspired by her. I am so in love with her. She's she is driven. She is she has this moral compass. She really seeks out justice in every aspect of her life. But she's so much more than that. She's she's a great friend, she's a great mother and wife, and she's an activist and she really takes part in her community and part of what pushes her forward is that she chose to be a mother. And I just found a lot of those themes really moving and and 
palpable with like what's important to me and my life and the things that I seek out. Self-worth and community and love, but beyond romantic love, like love in the greater sense, love of self, love of family, love of community. I just feel like people are going to want to engage in this story, that it's going to remind them of their own capacity for greatness. Lessons in Chemistry is a PGA, SAG, WGA, NAACP Image Award, four-time Critics' Choice nominee, and 2024 DGA Award winner, hailed a triumph by Decider. More on Lessons in Chemistry at fyc.appletvplus.com.